Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. Um, today we're joined very kindly by Alan Green. Alan, thank you very much for joining us today. Hi Jonathan, thanks for having me. Fantastic. So um, Alan's joined us to talk about a couple of stocks that he's looking at, a few interesting companies. But we will start uh, by touching on the markets because there's been quite a big move this morning, Alan, in mm. the FTSE 100. We're currently looking at a FTSE that's down about 100 points on the day. What's the sort of main reason, do you think, behind that? Well, uh, Jonathan, uh, first of all, hello, everyone. Hello to all of the UK Investor Magazine listeners. Um, the, the primary reason is uh, is, is oil. Um, there was a report this morning that uh, oil production for 2020 is going to is going to fall for the first time in 10 years. So we've really had a 10-year bull run in this market. And of course, the reason for that is coronavirus planes aren't going flying in and out of China. You know, transport in China is 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 seizing up. So oil consumption in this burgeoning nation is slowing down, and that's having a huge knock-on impact. I mean, we're seeing Shell this morning down sort of nearly three percent. You know, which I might add. If you're considering investing in Shell, it's actually a really good entry point because it goes ex-dividend at the end of the month. And um, I'm, a, I'm a holder as well, so don't take this as advice, but it's Shell's paid a dividend every year since the Second World War. So Yeah, certainly looking at, uh, at World Dutch Shell down at about £19.50, that's one of the lowest prices we've seen in them for some years. But do you think, because we have seen a bit of volatility around the price of oil during this coronavirus outbreak... Uh, and there's, especially in the last couple of days, a few experts coming in and saying it's nothing really to be worried about in the long term. But it is obviously causing an mm. impact in the short term. Do you think there could be any more downside um, from coronavirus? Or do you think this is really a good buying opportunity if you're looking at it over the next sort of year or so? That's a very good point, Jonathan. Um, if you go back to the SARS virus in China in 2002, 2003, the uh, the GDP of China was then about two percent. I think it's now about seventeen percent of uh, global GDP. So it's a huge change since then. So of course, um, because so many more people are traveling to China, traveling out of China, potentially, you know, the the impact uh, will be greater. Although SARS was actually more serious. Um, so I think we're seeing in China the cases are topping out now. But of course, the Chinese government is still very secretive. We don't quite know what the actual picture is. But I think it's been contained and of course efforts are being contained particularly in my neck of the woods on the south coast where we've seen surgeries in brighton uh, uh deep cleaned and people who've been there being in self-isolation for 14 14 days so um it is being contained um so i think we will probably see some further trickle impact but um my hope is that the worst of the damage is done and of course you know we need oil i mean we're, we're a, a massive oil consumer still you've got new energy coming in but uh uh, electric cars in the UK only by 2035, but that's still a long way to go. Yeah, so that, I mean that's that's obviously a very interesting area there with the uh, electric cars. But mm. as you mentioned there, that is still you know some years off before it's become a widely adopted yeah. uh, method of transport. Of course, we need the infrastructure, so um, that's going to be something we probably talk about at a later date. Mm. But you have got a couple of companies that you've been looking at um, very recently, uh, which are 
really at the forefront of innovations within some of their sectors. Yeah. So which ones are you looking at at the moment, Alan? Is really standing out for you? Okay, well, well there's there's several. Uh, um, I'm, I'm going to go through these fairly quickly. But uh, probably first of all, following off from our conversation about uh, lithium and batteries and, you know, electric cars, um, we uh, th- there are there's a company called European Metals Holdings, EMH is the epic code. Um, and this company owns and operates the Sinovec uh, lithium uh, uh, and iron ore mine, which is on the border of Czechoslovakia in Germany. Um, it's the fourth largest largest lithium deposit in the world. It's, it's huge. And um, oh, in recent months, um, EMH have uh, basically formed an agreement uh, or that they, they, they've put out a proposal to uh, where CEZ Group, which is one of the largest utilities in Eastern Europe, will come in and buy 51% of EMH. So they will basically sort of uh, half own the company and clearly share in all the deposits. Um, Interesting article uh, last week on Radio Prague International. Uh, CEZ Group have have said that they plan to build a gigafactory in North Bohemia. So um, that uh, gigafactory will be powered by or from the the Sinovec mine. So clearly, if you've got investments in lithium, that's a great thing. Um, Also in that as well is Cadence Minerals, which are a mining investment company. Cadence hold nearly 20% of the, uh, of EMH, um, and as such, uh, Kira Mazari, the CEO of Cadence Minerals, is also a non-exec at um, EMH as well. Okay, so you mentioned there the the, uh, the gigafactories. So that's something that's probably been most associated with Tesla uh, of, yeah. of late. So what does that sort of look like um, to people that may not have as much knowledge about what a gigafactory is? Okay, well, gigafactories are basically giant battery producers. They're producing these giant batteries for cars. And we're, we're seeing all the manufacturers now. Obviously, you've got this hub of huge you know, global European uh, automotive brand names, BMW, Volvo, Volkswagen, Porsche. And if you're a Top Gear fan like I am, I watch Top Gear on Sunday yeah. night. And of course, uh, yeah. they're reviewing the brand new Porsche electric car, which is phenomenal. If you get a chance to watch it, it's well worth a watch. But that's, you know, these batteries are going to power cars like that going forward. So, you know, it's a very exciting time for uh, for the industry. And, um, you know, that that's basically the hub for European car manufacturers. And that's actually quite close, isn't it, um, geographically to where Tesla are going to be putting theirs. Um, it's not a million miles away, is it? I think they're going to be putting theirs in Germany. So that, it's in the same, right. yeah. same region. Same region. That's it. Exactly that. So, so and also you've got other companies. In fact, Cadence Metals has got a very small stake in Bacchanora Lithium, which also uh, owns or is part owning the Zinvolt project, which is just on these the East German Czechoslovakia border, so there's a big hub around there. But uh, Sinovec is is the biggest one, you know, but by a long shot. So um, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. Uh, an interesting story. I'm, I'm sure Alan will have you back again to see how that's going going Certainly. forward. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So I'm going to change tech yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to. I want to talk about um, a, a technology company that um, we've recently got to know. Now, um, we see technology on the internet, we see technology on TV uh, all the time. And um, the, the, one, the one, one fact is well established um, for advertising agencies trying to get value for money from advertising campaigns, that job's becoming tougher and tougher because, of course, now we all download box sets, we, we have SkyQ boxes, we download the program. And we fast forward through the ads, you know, so the ads basically don't of get course. seen. Yeah. So along come Myriad PLC. Myriad's a name listed company, um, currently uh, trading at 13p, 
27 million or 28 million market cap, been as high as 20p on the year as low as 5p, so it's roughly sort of halfway where it is. Um, what Myriad have uh, uh, designed is um, artificial intelligence that basically puts the ad into the content. And we've seen that in the past where you say, got you know, watching the American TV series, a, a, a pack of Corona beer on the counter in the kitchen. Myriads um, do the same thing. So if you're seeing, say, a sign on a motorway, so there's a road movie, sign on a motorway, you might watch it and you might see T-Mobile. I might watch it, I might see O2. So that they're, okay. they're yeah. in real time, they're putting this, this design, of course, for streaming programming, they're putting this content into the advertising. Uh, the technology is fantastic. It's, it's an absolute no-brainer, and I think this is the way advertising in the future is going to go. So um, the the company uh, basically announced uh, recently that uh, they're trading in line with expectations. They're going to hit 1.1 million in revenues this year, um, uh, just over 2 million for, uh, projected for, for next year. So the company is making progress. It's signed a raft of deals. It has a, 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 it's monetized a contract with Tencent in China. Um, it's just signed a, a framework agreement with Channel 4, has agreements with RTL, okay. most of the major TV uh, stations. So uh, how and where those uh, those uh, arrangements will evolve into money, in, into cash, we don't know yet. But Stefan Berenger, the CEO, is very excited about the prospect of the company. And I, I really think this is where TV advertising is going in the future. Okay, fantastic. Fantastic. Very interesting. So we're going through a period at the moment in advertising where there's been some big shifts, particularly in the last five years. Uh, you know, there's been a big move away from print to uh, to social media. Um, but now there's obviously looking at social media figures, they're starting to flatline. So these contextual advertising companies yeah. are going to be quite interesting. So again, that's another company that I'd look forward to hearing more, more about at some point. Sure thing. Yeah, I'll come back and talk, talk to you about them again, Jordan. Fantastic. Okay, well, that was the UK Investor Magazine podcast for today. Uh, thank you very much, Alan, for coming in. A pleasure, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And as we said, Alan will be joining us again at some point. So uh, just a reminder, the podcast is available on the website, but also now available on the UK Investor Magazine um, downloadable app for the iOS and Android. Thank you very much.